0: Isn't Jesus wonderful? All right. I see I got new people. The answer is all the time. Isn't Jesus wonderful? All right. Good. You may be seated. You know, sometimes we get in situations that we don't know what to do. And, uh. In the natural, and we go and ask somebody that maybe it's financial, we go talk to a financial counselor, or if it's physical, we go talk to the doctor. But you know, there are many life situations that present us with huge problems. And you know, I mean, uh, we can think of some things to help us, but God has a greater plan. You know, I've heard somebody say one time, well, uh, I tried everything that I know, so I, I prayed and got an answer from God. <laughs> I thought, why didn't you just do that in the first place? <laughs> you know, God is not, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't think in our channels. Isaiah 55, eight, you probably read it, but we'll read it again. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. He thinks bigger than we do. I'm always telling, sometimes I've talked to young people, I tell think big. My dad used to tell me, he said, he'd say, son, Set your goals high. He said, if you set them low and you reach them all, you haven't done anything. But if you set your goals high and you reach half of them, you've really have accomplished something. And that's what he used to tell me all the time, so I've always done that. You know, <coughs> as kids growing up, all, I, I'm sure you did, because I did, uh, we, we sort of began to make plans of what we'd like to do in life and a lot of times it does come to pass but most of the time it doesn't (laughs) because I mean I wanted to be a race car driver or a meteorologist or a geologist but God had a better idea for me you know Gideon he just thought he was hiding and he just thought I'd get some food for my family there threshing the wheat but God planned for him to be a deliverer Moses thought he'd take care of sheep for the rest of his life, but God planned for him to be the leader of Israel. Peter thought he'd go back to fishing after Jesus died, but God planned for him to be a church leader. You know, Paul thought he was going to kill and imprison Christians, but God planned for him to be the missionary to the Gentiles and a writer of half of the New Testament. (laughs) I, I believe God has a greater plan. Okay. Say it with me. God God plans plans are greater than mine mine. or anybody else's. (laughs) You know, now the Israelites, we know the story. All of y'all, most of you've read it and you know, they're, they're in Egypt and they wanted to be free from slavery. Egypt's bondage, we call it. Well, In Exodus 3, we begin to read about it. starting about the 7th verse. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrow. So I've come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to a place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Prezites and the Hebatites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now, this the Israelites... Evidently, we're crying out to God, their Jehovah, to help them in the situation. And it doesn't seem like anything was happening. You know, you might have been that way too sometimes. You might think, well, hey, has God forgot about me? Because the heavens remain silent. Now, I want to bring a thought to you here silence doesn't mean that God is not working. You know, for Israel's deliverance, first of all, he had to find somebody that was stand up and, be, and follow his lead and be capable of defying Pharaoh. You know, now sometimes your solution that you're praying about may involve somebody else being willing to get involved see god found moses out in the desert taking care of sheep and told him he said i heard israel's crying and he's and he was sending him to egypt now think about it for a moment when we read this in the word we just i mean he's way out here somewhere he did it, that he wasn't just there the next day no way i mean he's he 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 had to get some things in order before he could even go there. Then he had to travel and he didn't have any jet planes in those days. He had donkeys and camels. So it may have, I don't know this, but I do know that uh, it just didn't happen the next day after he talked to him. I do know that. It probably took some time before Moses appeared on the scene. <laughs> In the meantime, the Israelites are wondering if God has forgotten them. Nothing had gotten any better. In fact, it had gotten worse. Now, instead of somebody gathering straw but for the bricks, they had to gather their own straw and so forth. You've read the story there, but the truth of the matter. God was doing something, they just didn't know it. See, if you want to tap into God's plan, you can't go by what you see or feel because God's plans are greater than anything that we can think of. Now, let's look at these Israelites for a moment. Here they got delivered out of Egypt and uh, immediately they had another situation. Have you ever got a, had a victory and then immediately another one slaps you up beside the head? Anybody ever been there beside me? (laughs) Now, I wonder if, if the Israelites said, man, has God forgotten us? You know, maybe sometimes if we're not careful, the enemy will try to do this, and we have to be on guard on it. We? We, we, we've got victory in one situation, and now we're in another situation and the enemy will come to you with the thoughts. Now, wait, God delivered you that time, but can God really, can he do it again? This one's, I don't know about this. this is, the enemy will come and talk to you like that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, <laughs> we've got to answer him immediately and say, hey, Mr. Devil, if God did it once, he'll do it again. See, the Israelites here are going by what they saw instead of what the plan God had. Now, right, I was talking there's another situation. They're facing the Red Sea. There they are. Pharaoh and his army's behind them. There's no way around. And they're standing with the sea in front of them. In Exodus 14... 21 it says Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back, by strong, go back by strong east wind all night made the sea into dry land and the waters divided so the children of Israel went in the midst of the sea on dry ground where the waters were, were a wall of them to them on their right hand and on their left And the Egyptians pursued and went after them in the midst of the sea or the middle of the sea and all, all Pharaoh's horses, chariots and his horsemen and so forth. Now, skip on down to verse 26. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch your hand out over the sea. And the waters came back upon the Egyptians on their chariots and their horsemen and Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And when, the morning, uh, when morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth while the Egyptians were fleeing into it so that the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And then the waters returned, covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the armies of Pharaoh that came to the sea after them, not so much as one of them remained. The Red Sea opened up and they walked across. The Egyptians tried it, but they didn't make it. And we got to realize that when God begins to move for us, we don't have to be concerned about what's coming up behind us because God's going to take care of that problem too. I know I've talked to some people they're facing one situation and they're talking about it and they start talking about, well, this, this might happen. You know, this could come up and overtake me. Hey, don't think about that. If God's delivering you from this one, he'll deliver you from the one that's going to trying to overtake you. His plan is always greater than anything we can think about, you know. But uh, I know everybody, y'all have all heard this story. We've read it. You probably read it yourself. But I think sometimes we need to be reminded and remind ourselves of what God has done in the word and what God has done for us in our situations and realize that God is still working. He's working when we don't see it. Okay? When there seems no way. He, for Israel, he was the way maker. We sang the song about it, being the way maker. He's our way maker too. God can always make a way, and I like to say it back then, not can, will, always make a way where there seems no way. You know, God can open doors that man says are locked forever. Hello? Hello? God can raise you up when everything else is trying to push you down. You know, our problem is that we pay too much attention to these natural things and to the things that the enemy is using against us trying to push us down than we do to what the Word of God tells us who we are in Christ. Okay? You know? I'm going to say something. Great... The greatest victories come from the most impossible situations. Now, think about that for a minute. The greatest victories come from the most impossible situations. You know, people are always talking about victory. They, oh, I'm going to have a victory. Did you know there's never been a victory without a fight? <laughs> I mean, when. We're going to see two teams on Sunday night, and they're going to be—you don't call it a fight; we call it a football game. But in in essence, that's what it is. They're both fighting for the championship. Hello, you know. <laughs> you, I uh, I remember I, I was in the, a junior in high school in Canterbury Bible Academy, and. They the teacher put these glo- boxing gloves on us, and they were they were heavy. They were big ones, like about ten or twelve, uh, about twelve or fourteen ounces, and they were heavy anyway. And so he had a, and he paired everybody up as well as he could uh, to fight. You know, well me. You know, at I, I, that particular time, I stood about 6'2 and weighed about uh, probably 150 pounds <laughs> or, or 104. Well, that's my senior year I weighed 140, so I, 45, so I probably weighed somewhere around 135 or 140 pounds. And my cousin, he, he, had, he had boxed in the uh, Golden Gloves. In fact, that reminds me, I want you all to pray for my, there's only four of us left out of the 10 of us, and it's Ruth, me, sis, my sister, and Charles Terry. And Charles Terry, uh, he called me last night. He had three bypass this morning and to pray for him. And and uh, he's uh, in ICU, and they're having a problem getting, they got him off of the the ventilator, but they're having trouble getting with his uh, pressure down so I want y'all to pray for him but so and so he was a younger one but this is when me and my older cousin George Irvin and Uncle Dub had taught taught us to he had taught us two boys how to fight <laughs> and uh, what well, I still remember one of the things he said he said if you're gonna hit somebody Kenneth he said don't aim for their nose, aim for the back of their head through their nose. <laughs> and you, anytime you make contact with them, you need to have your, don't have your fist all the way out. You need to have this much and put the shoulder into it. Bam! So I knew a little bit and so I'm I'm messing around and hitting around and so, <laughs> this old boy, I, I I shouldn't have done what I did, but because Uncle Dub told me not to do that, but I tra- did it anyway, and he caught me, and I rolled back, and they tell me I don't know, but they tell me they said I come I come off I come off of those ropes, and I will. He said, "They said he hit me. I don't know how many times." I said, "You, did, it didn't even look like it fazed you. You just kept punching him. and Actually, I knocked him out." But, uh, but uh, what I'm saying is, we all are going. You see, I thought I knew a little bit, you know. So I'm going. But then I really got hit. You may think you know a little bit, and you're trying to solve the situation yourself and then the devil really hits you hard, that's when you've got to come out swinging with the Word of God. Hello. <laughs> you know, God has a plan if you just get involved with it. The problem is that we seem to try to want to do everything ourselves. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I mean? Well, I got about five or 10 amens there. <laughs> we have got to realize no matter what is happening, no matter how bad the situation looks, no matter whether we feel anything or see anything, we have to, re- that we've got to not, never give up God will set you free. He has a plan that's greater than anything you can think about. He will make a way. Say it again. God's plans are greater than mine. You know, so many times we find ourselves in situations that it seems like there is no escape from maybe you haven't I, I i find those all the time i'm facing those anybody know what i'm talking about facing different situations man in running this ministry we face all kinds of situations i'm not talking about spiritually i'm talking about the, the natural things that it takes to keep everything going you see you so many times, everybody wants, to, and spiritual is here, but we are a natural person in a natural world at the same time. So we're going to have to get a hold of this word and pull it over into the natural and change some things in the natural. So I so, Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, go get on that boat with those disciples. And Jesus said, Peace be still and the storm stopped that was natural right come on now we need to get a hold of the fact that god has a plan all we've got to do is get the word and say what he says and i'll tell you what sometimes it's great that we got ideas and plans and they, they can bring you some success. But if you find yourself in lack and defeat, you better get to the Word. Now, I'm not dis- discarding natural things because we live in a natural world and a spiritual world at the same time. The natural and the supernatural working together make an explosive force for God. But there's a lot of things that you need to plan and do in the natural but when you get to the point that those plans are not succeeding, you better get a hold of God's plan. Hello. I mean, all of us have got enough sense to know that uh, we need to we need to do financial planning for the future. Well Jesus coming, don't worry about it. Well, that's crazy. He is coming again, but I got to live till he gets here. And that's in the natural. Hello? So I take the Word of God, the spiritual things, apply it over here in the natural, and I just don't go and invest in everything that comes down the highway. I have a a guy that's a financial planner I mean that's what he does for a living I don't study that stuff I don't know that stuff I'm a preacher Amen. hello Amen. let me understand what I'm trying to say to you tonight I mean Dave flies that plane he's our, mechanic. He's our pilot and uh, you know I don't try to talk to him about flying that aircraft. I know a little bit about it because I almost have my private pilot's license, but I don't know. I don't know about flying that jet. Oh, I can work those radios up there. I did that, and I did that in the army. And I got enough sense to know if the thing is on autopilot, I know how to change courses. I know what to do, but I can't land that thing. Hello, that's the way we are sometimes. We. We can keep we can start to of keep going, but we if we don't get some other help, we're going to crash. I can keep that plane in the air till it runs out of fuel, because I know that much in the natural. What I'm trying to say to you is, yes, we ha we know some things in the natural that we can do, but that's not always sufficient. Hello. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm saying? Yes. Anybody getting anything at all out of this? Yes. You know, sometimes when we we it seems like that we come to the point that everybody's looking at us like, "What in the world are you doing?" And as you look around, you wonder what you're doing yourself. <laughs> and it looks like everything is done. It's over. It doesn't look like there's any way out. Well, you know what? I look to the word. And Proverbs 19:21 says, "There are many plans in a man's heart, nevertheless the Lord's counsel that will stand." I like what it says in the expanded version. People make all kinds of plans, but only the Lord's plan, purpose and advice will happen or be successful hello now these reverses say to us you know just because everything else has changed doesn't mean God's plans change you know God's plan is there it's never too late to tap in I don't care how far down the road you've gone you know my dad always used to say son if you miss it don't try to find a a way out to get go back to where you were when you missed it and there you find god will help you get out of the situation but if you keep trying your own self to figure this out or that out you're not going you know and then many people have left Rama. and i knew they shouldn't have left but you know i mean you can't you can't tell people anything. I mean, I, I don't try to run people's lives. That's not what I do. I just preach the Word. Any pastor that tries to run people's lives unless they come and ask him, is, he's not doing his job. Now, if they come and ask me for advice, I can give it. But a lot of people left Raymond. they hadn't come and asked me one thing. They just said, we going. And you can see that that their life starts to go this way, and I finally some a few of them have contacted me, and I said, "Come back to where you missed it, and God will lead you on." It some of them have done that. You, right over there is Pastor Bill. He's been here, and Pastor Tad and Pastor Craig. They can tell you that that's that that's happened many times. But you see they thought they had a plan they didn't check with nobody they didn't che- didn't check with god <laughs> you know i got out of the army and got married in december of sixty-five, nineteen sixty-five, 1965 and uh of course i i worked and all that stuff top secret stuff and all that it actually been because where we were stationed there i had to do work with the american embassy and so I mean, man, I I don't have no job. My money that I had saved up from all of my uh, leave time and 90 days of leave time and all my E-bonds that I bought while I was in the Army, that was running out. And I get a call from the State Department want me to go to work for them. And it was fantastic deal. You know, I mean, it was right. It was exactly what I did. In fact, I wasn't even going to start at the bottom level because of three years in the army. I, had, I was starting at a high level and Lynette was working and I was, I was mowing yards, painting houses, trying to preach anytime I could. Of course, I've been off for three years. And so they, I was really excited. She came home from work. And I told her about it, so excited. And <laughs> we'd only been married a month. This was the last part of January, or the first of February one. So we got married December the 30th. So <laughs> and she whirled around and looked at me and said, I married a preacher, I'm gonna live with a preacher and turned on her heel and went out the door and jumped in the car and left. Well, that's the only car we had, so I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck there. but after she left i began to think myself okay this is my plan i hadn't even talked to god about it so i started praying and man, i never even called him back now was the next few years easy no it wasn't but i'll tell you what i wouldn't be where i am today if I'd have followed that plan come on now anybody know what I'm saying you know remember the Bible's full of people who face situations but that situation changed Abraham and Sarah couldn't have a child Joseph was falsely accused and put in prison Moses seemed trapped in a vocation taking care of sheep the Israelites were captive in Israel David was chased all over the land by a jealous king Daniel was put in the lions den. Jonah ended up in the belly of a whale three Hebrew children were put in a fiery furnace Lazarus died and was out and he was in the grave a woman had blood for 12 years and doctors couldn't help her Paul and Silas were locked in prison John was exiled to an island But God had plans for every one of them. And when they got on his plan, it's far greater than anything they thought. See, when it looks impossible with man, the Bible says, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. You know what I say all the time. The Bible says that I believe it and that settles it. That's written right in the fly leaf of my Bible right here there it says it If you, you can't see it but there it is the Bible says it I believe it that settles it okay in fact I tell all of, I, my son this I tell my, my, my I tell Pastor Craig this I tell Pastor Denise this I tell my five grandsons the same thing the Bible says it you got to believe it and you got to settle it you know when people come and they talk to me and this is I'm on, and they they ask me about what do you do in your situations? I know you face stuff. And here's what I tell them. Psalms 34:19 Many are the afflictions of afflictions are the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. But he, he said the things which are impossible of man are possible to God. Romans 8:37 Yet in all these things we're more, I, am a, I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. First, and I'm, I'm putting me there instead of us. You know, I'm putting my... That 's what I tell them that 's what I tell the devil and these situations. first corinthians fifteen fifty seven thanks be to God who gives me the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, second corinthians two fourteen Now thanks be to God, who always leads me in triumph in Christ, second Timothy one seven for God has not given me a spirit of fear but a power and love and a sound mind for four thirteen I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me first john four four you 're a God little children and overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that's in the world that's my answer to them whenever i face a situation and the truth is he's waiting for you to say the word his words that line up with his words and the power of god will begin to be released for you The truth is, instead of saying, oh, my Lord, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? When you start saying what God said in his word, and you'll see the power of God is released for you so that your situation will turn around and you can say that God's plan is greater. Heavenly Father, I just tried to stir up these people's pure mind tonight to get them to realize that if they'll follow you, you and what you have for them, with the plans that you have they'll be more than satisfied more than happy because greater is he that's in them than He that's in the world thank you for it in jesus name everybody stand please